For Your Reconsideration is proudly part of the Flickering Myth Podcast Network. Hiya and welcome to For Your Reconsideration. Do you like second chances? Do you like movies? Well, are you in the right place? Because this is the very podcast that gives second chances to movies. I'm Rob and here are the gents, Simon and James. All right, my darlings. Did you help? <laughs> <laughs> I packed a lot in there, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> a lot of different themes. and uh... <laughs> How are you? Very well, thank you. Yourself? Extremely well. Extremely well, thank you. Always good to spend a Friday night having a beer chat with you boys. Uh, have you guys watched anything decent this week? Oh, I've got one actually. Yeah, I watched a movie called Blind Spotting, which I've been, uh, which was really well reviewed last year, and I never got round to it when it was out in the cinemas. Um, and it's on Netflix currently, and it was really, really good. I would recommend it. Uh, so it's a mix cool. of a knockabout buddy comedy and social commentary on gentrification in Oakland, which. It's really stylish and super ambitious. It's it's, it's really good. I'd ch- I would check that out if I were you. Nice. Never heard of it. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah, it's it's cool. Yeah. As as Manuel might say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sai, what about you? Uh, I watched um, Bad Times at the El Royale this week. I really enjoyed it. Oh, it was great. Oh, it was, it was really good. Yeah, it's good. Excellent, excellent. No, two hundred percent hit there of movies I've never heard of. Excellent, <laughs> good stuff. <laughs> um, I watched this week um, a film uh, called "I Give It a Year." Have you guys heard of this? Yeah, I've seen it. Have you? Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's this British um, sort of Rafe Spall. Like, Rafe Spall's in it. Yeah, it? that's the one. Yeah, Rafe Spall. It's the British rom com thing with Rose Byrne. Welcome back to the podcast, Rose Byrne. <laughs> and um, yeah, Rafe Spall. Um, it's totally stolen by Stephen Merchant. Yes. Who's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> it's the best man. <laughs> yeah, it's, that, there's a best man speech in it, which is, it's, I mean, it's so painfully good. I love it. Love it to bits. Um, and his shtick. I really like his shtick. But. It like it's a rom com, isn't it? But by the end, I thought like this is just—it's an emotional spite com. This more than anything else, like this is two horrible people doing horrible things to each other, <laughs> with no real rhyme or reason as to why they're doing it. Just out more out of selfishness, and it reminded me of um, Love Actually, because I boys, I cannot stand that movie. Oh I'm no, so no sorry. I, I don't really like that film very much. I really love it. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no, it's all right. See, this is the thing. So, it's well, one of it, my Christmas films. I have to watch it every year with my girlfriend. Oh, I absolutely love it. Sorry, sorry, guys. I, there is, I mean, every single frame of that movie makes you want to heave. Not because it's cloying or anything like that, but again, it's just a litany of selfish gits doing horrible oh, things. Oh, to... oh, I don't deny that. I don't deny that yeah, at all. Yeah, it's horrendous. Uh, and, Especially Rick Grimes. It. What a bastard Rick Grimes oh, is. I know, I know. <laughs> I know. It's weird. There's weird people. You know, like, these are social misfits. And this is supposed to be romantic. These people are ruining lives. <laughs> um, what, um, so this got me thinking that, like, because I know that most other people seem to like Love Actually. Do you guys have films that you just can't get on board with or really just don't like that everyone else seems to love? Oof. I mean, yeah. Good question. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and we're not just talking about my DVD collection here, James. No, no, no. Seagal <laughs> I mean, well, is off the table, isn't it? That's, I think you're misrepresenting how many people actually love those DVDs other than you say. <laughs> Very good point, yeah. So you're saying other people don't have a 1992 edition of Laser Laser Mission starring Brandon Lee? I don't know what that is. <laughs> that's made up. That can't be real. Uh, I have a bootlegged Netherlands copy that suggests otherwise. <laughs> So what do you think? What what do you what do you despise? What do I despise? Well, I I, I was just going 
Uh, I was going through like the best picture winners of the uh, at the Oscars uh, over oh, the last yeah. decade or so. I mean, my favorite film of the year never wins, but a lot of the time I can sort of go, oh yeah, I can see why that one. That's fine. But I was going through some of them, and oh my god, I just can't get on board with any of these. So, The Shape of Water, Christ, <laughs> The King's Speech, yikes, The Artist, do Both me a favor, love, them. love that as well. <laughs> Carry on. I love all these movies. Carry on. Birdman. No tar. Not for me. I love it. Green Book. Go home, Oscars. You are drunk. <laughs> but I guess I guess the one that really crops up for me that everybody loves and I, I just can't get on board with. And I can see the craft that's gone into them, the passion that they've been made with, and I even think the director's a really good director, but the Lord of the Rings trilogy just not for me. Just can't get. Oh, seriously, with it at all. The, the first the first one before he hobbited them all. Yeah, yeah, uh, hobbited the yeah, ones. all yeah. three of them. Yeah, the, the original trilogy, as it were, just can't get on board with them at all. I'm I'm, <laughs> ha- I'm halfway with you there, James, because I I did enjoy them. Don't get me wrong. I didn't like the second one when I went to watch like the cinema. I was bored to tears. I really didn't like the second one, but <laughs> I've seen them. I liked the first one and the third one, but I will never watch them again. I've seen no. them once and I will never, ever watch them again, I don't think. What yeah. what annoys me with those movies is that people put them up there with, like, The Godfather and stuff like that, and I'm just like, oh, give, give me a break. Yeah, that's, that's not right. It's an amazing technical achievement for the time, but yeah. You know, and Peter Jackson's a brilliant director. He's, he's amazing. Um, but, you know, it's uh, it's just not for me. Not for me. <laughs> Uh, I've got the extended. You know, if you liked it at three hours, just just you wait because you can get it at four hours. <laughs> um, but can you imagine setting aside twelve hours of your day watching that? I mean, oh, some people great. do. I mean, I, I've I've seen them multiple times because I'm just like I want to like them. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's really interesting. Yeah, because yeah. I saw all three at the cinema, I think, and then watched them again when they came out on DVD and sort of tricked myself into thinking that I really like them. But yeah. I don't. They're just not my cup of tea. I love this. I love this. Sai, what are you thinking? <laughs> there, are, there are a few. There's like few what proper stick out. I think when I heard the question and a few films totally like jumped in my head. Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, I'm with you. I liked it, but I don't understand why everyone like loves it and says it's like the best. I just can't. I'm just like I can agree with that. Yeah, it's all it's all right. Like calm down, yeah. everybody. <laughs> um, <laughs> I remember one one from uni. I don't know if you boys would share this one. Requiem for a dream. Oh, I fucking oh, yeah. love that movie. Hated it. I don't like that. That was in The Lord of the Rings as well. <laughs> yeah. It's so far up its own arse, like that movie. I fucking love that movie. It's really good. <laughs> it's really well edited and everything like that. But I, I just couldn't, couldn't get on board with that one. It's not a feel-good movie. It's not, no, it's, no, it's <laughs> not. No, no. But again, like, you know, not to say, oh, shit, but like... Uh, yeah, yeah. Just didn't I do just, it for you. Just didn't do it for no, you. No, I just didn't see why everyone was raving about it. Yeah. If the general consensus was, oh, recommend for a dream, watch that, you should check it out. Fine. I wouldn't have a problem. But everyone's like, oh my God, it's the best film I've seen. Oh my God. Especially at <laughs> uni. Everyone. Yeah, well, everyone I know. Because there was a massive. I felt there was a pressure at university to like certain things as well. Wasn't oh, yeah. There? You know, definitely. with being on a film course as well, is, you know, like. Um, Oh dear, we could we could segue into a one-off special about our experiences <laughs> with pretentious film guys at university. I think so. We won't go there, but um, yeah, I totally know what you're saying there, Sai. Yeah, but um, you know, as this podcast, you know, is a 
podcast about positivity and all. And oh, yeah, it is. Um, I do want to sort of spin this around and point out this absolutely ridiculous article I found uh, um, on the on that 90s classic hub, MSN. <laughs> <laughs> um, is this still going? I, well, I believe so, yeah. Uh, so they, oh, so they put up a list of what they regarded as the most overrated films ever. So on it, there were some where you're like, all right, yeah, I see where you're coming from. But let me just reel off some what they included, which, in my opinion, are just ridiculous. So, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Big Lebowski, Inception. Inception! Say uh, that it's overrated. The, so these films, MSN are claiming, are the most overrated films ever. <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite, brilliant. Right, get out now, get out, MSN. Top Gun, absolute classic. Uh, Gravity, which is an astounding technical achievement. Yeah. Uh, the Hangover, which f- for me changed the game when it came to US comedy movies yeah, and gave a massive leg up to Bradley Cooper. He was like now yep. absolutely amazing. Breakfast Club, love it. Sixth Sense. Oh, what? Give over the Sixth Sense. Like, I'm sorry, that like, <laughs> th- that blew everyone away when that came out. MSN, no wonder you're out of business. <laughs> Uh, James's favourite movie, The Goonies. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with him on that. I stand with MSN. Uh, Mulholland Drive, David Lynch classic. Is that a masterpiece? And then finally, people might agree with them on this, but uh, Avatar. And while I can hear the groans of listeners, which would be a bit of an anomaly because that would be in the future as they haven't heard this yet as we're just recording <laughs> When Avatar came out, right, that movie was astounding and everyone yeah. like it it blew everyone away when it came out uh, yeah, yeah i mean do i th- do i think it's dated i do think it's dated i won't watch it again because i'm sure that it doesn't yeah, hold up yeah. like that's the main yeah. reason i'm not watching it again. yeah like is the story a rehash of dances with wolves and fern gully the last rainforest yes it yes. is absolutely <laughs> But, just, what what a film that last well, one yeah, is. Oh, yeah, what a film. But you can't, Oof. like, honestly, like, you must share with me this, like, no one can deny that the marvel of that movie when it first came it's out. It's amazing. Like, yeah, exactly, exactly. That broke new ground yeah. in so many ways, and story yeah. wasn't one of them. I think me and Rob went to see that at the IMAX together, to be honest. Yeah, we did. Yeah. It was it was so good that when, when we walked out, James, we were walking through the Christmas markets, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to quit everything because we'll, I'll never be as good as that. No. <laughs> no, what's the point in trying anymore? It was that good. It made me want to abandon any hope I had of a career at anything. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I think that list just sort of... Part of the, up a part bit, the reason it? why we did this pod, there's a lot of retrospective hate on old films and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. calm your tits, everyone. Like, yeah. think about them at the time, what they were, who they yeah. were made for. Blah, blah, blah. Context is a beautiful thing, yeah, I think, yeah. certainly with a movie. And if a movie can continue to ta- uh, stand the test of time, then more credit to it, you know? But you can't you can't extract it from the time that it was made in and just pan it. No. You know? But anyway, I, I found that a really interesting discussion, actually, boys. So thank you very much. Um, loved it. So whose movie is it this week? Uh, it's mine this week. And we're taking quite a departure from uh, James's wonderful pick last week of Sorcerer. Which oh yes we are. I can't stop thinking about it, mate. It's amazing. It's I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> like literally, I, I feel like I've been blessed with greatness all week. It's so good. Plus, was doubly happy because Billy Friedkin's doing numbers. 
<laughs> We're not there yet, Rob. Oh, sorry. sorry. Um, so, yes, the film this week is 2016's Excellent Vehicle for the Lonely Island and Andy Samberg, Joma Tacone, and Akiva Schaefer in their comedy musical documentary, Popstar, Never Stop, Never Stopping. Ever since I was born, I was dope. Thirty-two people on his personal payroll. Sure, Connor surrounds himself with people who are agreeable. I'm a superstar. <laughs> Connor, did you take a shit in the Anne Frank house? Do not go in there. Woo! <laughs> Ace Ventura. Connor's second album drops today. Out of four possible stars, Rolling Stone has given it. The shit emoji. So, mixed. Let's call it mixed reviews. Mona Lisa, the original basic bitch. The record label's concerned about ticket sales. I heard he's getting into stage gimmicks now. Dude, what is this? That's your new head! Check this out. Mona Lisa, you're an overrated piece of shit. I feel that real showmanship has been lost in modern pop music. I'm trying a brand new magic trick. Top of the world! Connor, don't worry about it. You were up there for like 10 seconds. It's a third of the way to Mars! Connor, we've talked about this. 30 Seconds to Mars is the name of a band. It's not a fact. Ash and I have been hanging out for about six months now. She's the total package. Are those real wolves? Yeah. Is that a seal? Oh, you invited the press. What's going on? Will you marry me? Yes. Are you okay? I've been in this situation before. I think I got these scars from wolves. Now let's get out of here. Lads, I've had these tunes in my head on absolute loop since watching this, and I cannot get them out. I'm like at the point of needing an exorcist to extract <laughs> these tunes from my skull. Um, so why did you pick it this week, Sam? Well, basically, I'm a huge fan of The Lonely Island, and in particular, Mr. Andy Samberg, who, with Brooklyn Nine-Nine oh, yeah. and all these other bits, I, I honestly just think he's such a wonderfully well-rounded and likeable comedian and general <laughs> all-round bloke. And he works a lot with Justin Timberlake, and I have a massive man crush on Justin Timberlake. So well, who doesn't? Oh, got, you like this movie, then? <laughs> like, I just find the guys in, involved in this. So uh, Andy Samberg, Akiva Schaefer, and Joe Matacone, Their humour is just completely on my level. Yeah, I just think they're amazing. And I guess the reason I picked it was it just. I think it just didn't do very well. <laughs> Don't know. Is that the case? Is that um, is that on the basis on which it qualifies them? James, you got any figures? Yeah, so it should have done a lot better, this. So Simon's already stated there that Andy Samberg is a well-known actor. He's not the biggest star in the world, but he does. He is on a massive TV show, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. It came out in 2016 in the middle of that show's run. 
the budget's only 20 million. It's produced by Judd Apatow. Wow. And it only made $9.6 million at the box office. Wow. So that's well below expectations. Okay. Yeah, that is. I had no idea. Yeah. I would have thought 100 million easy, this. Well, at least I would have thought for an R rated comedy, maybe, yeah, maybe around 50. That would have been fine, I think. But I think they were. Uh, Quite shocked. I mean, twenty million is a recuperable bu- recuperable budget. Yeah, yeah. At that level, so you know they pre-sell it around the world. It'll be it will have done okay, but yeah, well below expectations, I would think. Right, and what um on the flip side of that, were critics nicer to it, Si, than audience footfall? It seems so. Yeah, I mean, definitely favoured in the positive side. Like it wouldn't have qualified to be picked if it was just on critical reception because. Going off our standard metrics, so Rotten Tomatoes has got it at 78% yeah. for critic and uh, surprisingly lower 64% for the audience. Metacritic, 68 out of 100. And good old letterbox taking us back to 3.5 town. <laughs> <laughs> We're not in Masterpiece Town anymore. <laughs> Every week, 3.5. But yeah, like generally quite positive. People, you know, thought the jokes were good, uh, like the yeah. format. You know, a lot of reference to uh, Spinal Tap, which is obviously the benchmark for this sort of film. Yeah, yeah. But there was one review what stuck out to me, which I'm just like, like, I don't know if this guy watched the film. So this was from David Jenkins from Little White Lies. I like Little White Lies. They're they're good, but this confused me. So uh, David Jenkins gave it two out of five and said... When the biggest laugh of your entire movie is a Ringo Starr ad-lib, you know it's time to go back and hit that drawing board real hard. <laughs> Which, I like, I Ringo Starr, I was like, oh, why is Ringo Starr in this? <laughs> that was my, my, my <laughs> That was one of my highlights of the film. <laughs> I think that's a really funny line. <laughs> Which is the which is the Adler? So it's after him when we get into the movie we'll say so after he's uh, the music video for um, the Equal Rights song with Pink. Oh, the- Ringo <laughs> comes on and says he's writing a song for gay marriage. You know, like it's not allowed. It's allowed now. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a good Ringo. Style is that all right? Well. Is it? A- <laughs> yeah, that's a good Ringo. It's style. a good line, yeah. but like if. David Jenkins claiming that's the funniest thing in this movie, then this oh, movie is wow. not for him. No, no. Well, do you have any um, critical uh, responses or pieces from people who were in the sort of more the target group? Let's say around Andy Samberg's age or younger. Well, Pete Bradshaw's not in that, is he? <laughs> Pete, no, Pete Bradshaw no. liked it, actually, so he's all right. Did he? <laughs> Good on, go on, Pete. <laughs> Go on, Pete. Get what your about Mick Did he like it? Oh, I, 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 I bet I, he's retired now, you know. Yeah, I couldn't find a Mick LaSalle. I mean, <laughs> if you like Click, surely you love this. Oh, it, uh, for, this is, you know, the best American film of the year for, for, <laughs> for him. Because I think um, Nick DeSamalian, um from Empire, he, he rated it highly, didn't he? Yeah, I think it's an Empire magazine sort of movie, though, I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. Empire are more mainstream magazine, aren't they? I imagine they gave it three stars. I think they gave it four. Empire gave it four, yeah. Oh, right, brilliant, great. That's even better. Yeet! An absolute blast with a frenetic strike rate and songs that will worm their way into your ears for days. Like Connor, this comedy's for real. Nice. Oh, yes. Straight away, like, I didn't know what the budget was, Um 
20 million made it look good for that. Yes. So I think around the concert footage, so there's a lot of concert footage in this. I've got a cheeky bit of trivia here. So most of the shots of the large crowds were footage from One Direction concerts. Of course they were. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yeah. So they drop in stock and obviously just shoot towards the stage and fill those bits because you can't be filling arenas with 15,000 people. You can't get 18,000 Connor for real, as we find out. Yeah, yeah. Of course. (laughs) Superb. Um, Because there's a lot of talent in this film as well. You know, lots of people playing themselves. Oh, it's Cameo City, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's Cameo Rich. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to ask... Actually, I'm going to save and ask a bonus question at the end about the cameos in this in this movie. Hi, I'm Court Dunn, and I'm the host of the Writer Experience Podcast, a weekly podcast where we talk to writers and creative professionals about their work, their process, and what it means to be a writer. Our guests include comic book writers, screenwriters, novelists, TV writers and showrunners, poets, and actors. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. And of course, on the Flickering Myth Podcast Network at flickeringmyth.com. Thanks, and we hope to see you there. Cool. Should we get on into the movie then? Yeah, let's do it. Awesome. Um, It starts with, now listeners will know that we like a good... um, uh, comforting logo, you know, Ooh, uh, yeah. and this one starts with a butte when the Universal logo is rotating and then it slows down. It's a bit chopped and screwed and then it comes in with a big pop hip-hop beat. <laughs> remixed, the remix. It's Universal brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. And straight away I'm thinking, oh, yeah. Because um, when when we discussed this briefly behind the scenes, us guys, uh, Sai, you said to me, um, just, you know, remark just how good uh, the Lonely Island's music actually is in terms of its production values. Yeah, the production values are insanely good on their songs. Yeah. Like, definitely go toe-to-toe with a lot of modern, the, you know, that that sort of side of American pop music. The production's mm. amazing on it. It is absolutely brilliant. Well, I, th- I think they use a lot of proper producers. I, I can't, I've forgotten they the guy's do, name, yeah. but I'm pretty sure that one of the producers on a lot of the songs uh, produced that Adele tune, Hello, and God knows how many other... Um, oh, wow, wow. So they work, with, you know, they work with proper producers. And I think that what they do is they walk that fine line between sending up and having a massive reverence for what it is that they're doing I, at the same I, time. I agree with you, mate. I so think... the artists get the joke, and also yeah. they can see that it's coming from a place of love at the same time. So I think they, uh, they're having their cake and eating it, really. They're obviously big fans as well, so yeah. Yeah, I think you've nailed it there, man. I think there is there is a love here, isn't there, for music and music production, instruments, lyrics, um, being music icons and stuff like that, they're, and they're sending it up while having a great time. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the songs are so funny, but they clearly love like that hip hop and pop R and B sort of stuff as well. <laughs> yeah. Which is, oh yeah. Do you, Sheesh. do you think like it part of the reason, not necessarily why? Well, maybe why it sort of failed was, I know from my perspective that I was confused at what sort of music it was going to be because you got the title of pop star. Yeah, the the whole never stop, never stopping. In my head, I'm going that's a kind of. Backstreet Boys type boy band type vibe. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm a Brit, that sort of idea as a pop star is 
a Westlife and a sort of that sort of yeah. cheesy boy band rubbish manufactured yeah, pop that, yeah, 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 yeah yeah record label man, uh, manufactured band yeah yeah so you yeah. you get a name like that pop star with that never stop yeah. never stopping which is a pastiche yeah. on the boy band sort of sensibility of their lyrics and stuff yeah but then you get yeah. into it and it starts off and you're like it's like a a Beastie Boys type hip hop group, and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. this is not. I think. What I was thinking of uh, yeah, I know what you mean. I have a bit of a theory. So this comes out in 2016, and it's very much a sort of pastiche on Justin Bieber, mm, isn't yeah, it? And I yeah, think, that, yeah, it is. Yeah, I think it's just come out like a year too late. Maybe I think when they were making it, it was the right time, and then it comes out the year later. And I think everyone's fucking sick to death of Bieber by that point. So it's like, why would we want yeah. to go and watch a fictionalized version? of this guy. Yeah. Because I think he was like, he was like really hot, like 2015. And then he started doing all that. And also I think another issue that they've got is that, that the reality of a lot of these pop stars these days is, is so available to everyone in terms of they're all on Instagram and Twitter and social media. Yeah. yeah. Is that they've, they've really struggled to actually do things that are, are, are ridiculous enough so it's out of the norm for the audience, yeah, you know, like, yeah. so, and this isn't the fault of them. This is the fault of pop stars misbehaving, but which they always have. It just wasn't always as in the public eye before everyone had camera phones. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's that's very, very interesting. I was wondering whether, you know, like, because um, the Bieber comparison is very, you know, as you said, it's very obvious, isn't it? Yeah. But um, whether, you know, Bieber's fan base is 14 to 16. Is that about mm-hmm. right? Something like that. Um, you know, and this being like an R-rated comedy, I mean, yeah. Well, it's supposed to be for people like us who aren't, uh, yeah, into who are Bieber. aware of it, yeah, 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 yeah. Whether in the, it, you know, it was slightly lost in that gap between the two. Has it, anyone got any idea whether it sort of found like a second life on uh, streaming and DVD, home home release, anything like that? It sold one point one million units when it went to home video. So. Oh, <laughs> I think that's pretty You're reliable, good. man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was literally throwing it out there. I think that's pretty good. And yeah, I'm sure it's yeah. always on TV all the time as well. And, yeah. You know, yeah. hard rotation. It will have done absolutely fine. It's just box office wise, it won't It yeah, won't have done yeah. what they hoped it to, given who the producer is and who the star is. 2016 uh-huh. as well. Like that is very much, you know, Netflix would have been out for a while by then. It was, yeah, yeah. Um, and it kind of feels like, especially now in 2019, that this film is very much made for Netflix. It does, yeah. doesn't it, actually? It really, yeah. really does. So, yeah. you know, I think if it was released straight away on those sort of VOD platforms and your streaming sites like your Netflix or your Amazon, it would have done really well. Yeah, it might have been one of those cult following yeah, films. Yeah, I think maybe it, it might have been a, a sort of victim of being too ambitious as a cinema, a cinematic movie. Yeah. Because it's, you know, it is a fake documentary at the end of the day. Like, <laughs> you, you know, do you need to go and sit in yeah. a cinema to watch this sort of film? I, th- I think you need something with an amazing sound system. Well, to you watch do it need on. something with an amazing Sheesh. sound system. Sheesh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, maybe there's, maybe there's that as well. Well, it's funny you mention um, streaming there, Simon, because they've currently got a show on Netflix called The Unauthorized Bash Brothers Experience, which is another Lonely oh. Island thing. It's only half an hour long, so I might check it out when we finish recording 
Yeah, actually, yeah, but, I'll um, do that. I just it's like a visual hip hop album, apparently. <laughs> so, <laughs> about these two baseballs, I haven't got a clue what it's about, but it it looks funny. What this kind of is, isn't it? Is a vehicle for a new Lonely Island album, really, isn't it? Because the songs, it is in a way, the songs yeah. they sing and all that, they are Lonely Island tracks. Like you see the song list at the end, and it is performed by the Lonely Island, blah blah. blah and they brought out an album to go with it. Yeah. So it is just a vehicle for that as well. You know, maybe it was just a bit sort of ambitious for what for what it was. I don't I don't know. I think it's just, you know, I think you've you sort of saying that it's perfect for streaming. I'm not sure if it's the right sort of thing for a cinematic release these days. Yeah. But um but yeah, no, I I think it's uh I, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed watching it. I've seen it before. Uh, I didn't think I'd ever have to come back to it, but then, you know, the joys of doing this podcast is to reconsider things. And I enjoyed it so again as much as I did yeah, the first time. I nice. find myself, I found myself laughing a hell of a lot watching this movie. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. I, I, had you guys seen it before? Sorry, to, sorry, I, I hadn't seen had it Had you before. not seen it before? Oh, so I'm, inter- no, I'm interested, I'm interested yeah. to watch. Because I think music-wise, Rob, this is right up your street, isn't it? <laughs> oh, listen to me. I, I, can I just... I don't even know where to begin here because this is a pastiche on so much stuff that I love and have loved because I'm <laughs> not going to doll this up at, in any way. I absolutely love me some silky smooth R&B pop stuff and always, <laughs> always have done. Um, I, you know, shout out to my um, Solviva R&B room homies, but I, I love, um, I mean, all of this stuff. So in the mid-2000s, you know, and, and, and it's so like, you know, James, you use the word love, like it loves what it's taking the mickey out of. Yeah, definitely. Like yeah. when, I mean, um, back in the mid-2000s, you know, I remember seeing uh, Usher in concert and um, and he came at one point, you know, the, like the, the the stage went really low lit and, you know, you're like, oh, which one is it? And, you know, like oh, from the background, you know, all you heard was him doing like one note, like, ha, <laughs> you know, and he came across the stage like in boxer shorts on a big white silk bed, just like smoothing <laughs> across the stage, and he picked a, a girl from the crowd, and he just, you know, it was it was a complete disgrace what was going on, <laughs> but it's exactly this, you know, it's like this kind of um, cheesy stunts and um, even cheesier music, yeah. and I just love it all. I really love it all. I think it's really, I think it's really accurate to the thing it's taking the piss out of. Oh, um, oh yeah, and it's just definitely, it's it's very funny because it opens like a VH1 behind the music documentary, doesn't it? With like yeah, talking yeah, yeah. head interviews at the about the history of uh, the the group they were in, uh, the Style yeah. Boys, and then their yeah. subsequent falling out. And yeah, it's got, it's just got some. Just the opening has just got some absolute gems in it, like where they he's explaining what happened to the band and how they broke up. <laughs> And then he get he gets to their their old DJ Francis. Oh, he's amazing! He goes, so funny. Our old DJ Francis moved to Japan to hunt dolphins like a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> Let's cut that picture in with a spear as well. <laughs> like a dickhead. <laughs> Just... <laughs> and that's it. And that's the level. That, that for me is the first laugh in the movie. So should, are we going to do yeah, the commode? Yeah. Uh, test of uh, we're going to invoke Commode again of his six laughs to make it a comedy so that's laugh oh, number that one true? we're all agreed on it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah he, he doesn't like comedy Mark Commode so right he, right he always says it he, he has to laugh six times for it to be successful as a comedy so 
Oh, we got one there. Can, can we have just smiling inanely like an idiot? Because I was already doing that when the <laughs> Universal logo got remixed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that fat beat dropped. Well, I laughed again when you find out the title of um, of Connor's debut album, which is a little sight gag. It's called Thriller, comma, also. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's very, very good, yeah. Very, very good. <laughs> Uh, how, uh, how far is it in when we get to? Uh, I think the first song is Karate Guy, isn't it? The one what we. It is, yeah. <laughs> Kia! <laughs> yeah, that's another laugh, massive laugh there. I'm done. This I'm is done. like just five minutes. Just <laughs> now I got three cowboy hats. <laughs> I'm dying, I'm dying already. How old are the style boys supposed to be? Because Nas <laughs> and, um, yes! and Usher are talking about them like they were their idols. But surely they're younger than them or around the same age. It's so weird because it's very much, <laughs> as I said before, like uh, made out to be like the, they were the Beastie Boys, weren't they? Like, um, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like this 80s oh, pioneering dear. rap yeah, group. 80s, 90s, yeah. yeah. It's still going in the 2016s. <laughs> Can we just get it out there that um, these boys can rap? No question. Mm-hmm. I think they, they can. can spit bars. The lyrics are really like the, they're amazing. Like whilst they're being amazing. like stupid and funny, they are they are actually really clever. <laughs> really. No, they are, and but they've got that um, that sing song quality um, and that rat tat tat and delivery of great hip hop. They have just yeah. plainly have. But also, Sandberg can sing just good enough to the point that it's on that cusp of being. Unacceptable, you know, like yeah. this. It's it's just between. Oh, this would never work, and yes, it works. I mean, because we're getting to a point where I'm going to have to talk about the Bin Laden song. Oh well, let's get let's rattle through. Is it, how far away is that? Yeah, we've got oh, it's quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First. yeah. Oh my god, we've got the Adam Levine hologram situation oh, first. Yeah. So expensive. <laughs> And then also, like, let's get a let's get a shout out for our like fellow Brit um, Jay from the Inbetweeners, is in it? Yes, he is. Uh, what's the name? Um, Buckley. Uh, James, James Buckley. Buckley. Yeah. Good old, James good old Buckley. James. He must Buckley's have been chuffed in... with that. Oh, so good with his gorgeous long hair. <laughs> it's not like anyone in the US knows about yeah. the Inbetweeners. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, no, no one else of the Inbetweeners been in a big Hollywood movie, have they? Not that I know of. No, no. no. So no. He, yeah, he must have been well chuffed. Trailblazer. Uh, and it's good that to see him getting bullied like he bullies the others in the in-between. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, when that that's horrible true, rapper that's comes true. on the tour. <laughs> but there, there's like a, there's a bit, um, another, I think this is also quite really early on. It's quite hard to describe this film because it's because it, with it being the sort of format it's in as this sort of mock documentary. It is, yeah. And it's got a, a scant structure. Yeah, it's it, just really? kind of like yeah. uh, just picking out It's a collection really, of skits, really, more than yeah. anything, it is, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, like, we're going ha- to have to just go with it, I think, because it's going to be hard to remember it chronologically. The basic narrative is that Connor had, he was in the Style Boys, he went solo, he had a good first hit album, and now he's done a second album, turned into an absolute a- egomaniac, and it's following him around on his tour as this new album comes out and tanks, basically. Yeah. Yeah, precisely. That's like, yeah, that's the the conceit. And then, um, but there's a bit where so if we just go back to, we're just gonna. I reckon we just string out the funny bits, or the bits. I think yeah, we yeah. got it. We got it because well, we've got to look for these six. You know, spoiler alert. There's gonna be more than that. Yeah, there's gonna be more than that. There's a bit where um, the manager uh, Harry. And he's uh, he's going through a list of um, Connor's entourage. So he lists out all this entourage. And then he gets for one guy where he says, and then there's the guy who punches him in the nuts so he remembers where he came from. <laughs> <laughs> 
and he sucks him in the dick and then he's like yeah you right you right <laughs> stay humble stay humble guys <laughs> that's uh, the the Adam Levine song isn't it yeah yeah I'm so humble it's just a song about him bragging about how humble he is it's so funny it's yeah. really clever that song it is very clever isn't it it's very clever um well, I love, I love. I mean, all the um, the concert stuff. It's as good as any actual concert DVD you could buy. It's, <laughs> it's, it's really so well put it's together. It's really and well produced. done, isn't it? Like the like. It is really well done. But yeah, all the stage stuff is like really well produced and well directed, and it's, like, <laughs> it's amazing. And it is right the way through the movie as well. But it gets. I mean, like I'm I'm tapping my toes, you know, not just because you know I like the the tunes and the music or whatever, but like I'm, I'm finding it. I find it invigorating. It's got me up on my seat. You know, it's not. I'm not finding this a dull watch or hard to get through or anything like that. No, no. The first, this first, like twenty, twenty minutes, thirty minutes is just. I think it's where all the gold is, isn't it? So then we get to. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. There's a song called about equal rights, which is the the Ringo <laughs> Starr moment. So there's this like <laughs> the song featuring Pink, and uh, it's about <laughs> equal rights for like homosexuals. And but during the song, he's hammering home quite um, explicitly that he is actually straight. As <laughs> <laughs> he thinks that singing about politics will get him laid, basically. <laughs> yeah. And then there's a bit in it where he's just singing the lyrics, and then he just randomly pops up and goes sports. <laughs> yeah. Chicken wings. <laughs> It's so funny. It's so funny. It's so dead on in taking aim at celebrities that do do that, you know, because yeah. there are celebrities that mine um, a, 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 like a, a cause or a popular topic or mm-hmm. uh, trend even, not saying that um, equal rights is remotely a trend or anything like that, but it, it, it certainly... When their heart isn't actually in the cause, basically. Exactly, yeah, the yeah, heart isn't actually there, publicity. yeah. Uh, so he speared all those guys, and I love it. Yeah, the dude it for the for the kudos. Yeah, well, it's yeah. good because, like, what I touched on before about why I like Sandberg is that he's so likable that yeah. he could be yeah. a bit, you know, they're basically taking the piss out of so many people. But I'm sure all those people are just be like, uh, "You guys," because yeah, yeah. they're just so yeah. they're just so likable. They're so and, cheeky. Yeah, they're so yeah, cheeky. Really, really cheeky Absolutely. boys, aren't they? Yeah. Because oh, Pink's going for it in that the song chorus, as well. It's like, <laughs> I was born this way, straight. You were born this way, gay. <laughs> <laughs> straight or gay, not gay. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, it's a riff on a Macklemore song that I'm not familiar I'm with. Not familiar. Uh, yeah, I read that. I, I, <laughs> any insight from Macklemore? So, is, is that how you say it? You know, so often in life, I don't talk to people about stuff like this, so I don't know how things get it, like are verbal. How else so, would you say it? Macklemore. I, 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 <laughs> so yeah, I thought it was like Macklemore. <laughs> McLemore. <laughs> McLemore. Like, where do you put the stress? McLemore. 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 <laughs> like, I haven't got a clue, man. I have no idea. Uh, there's so many things like that. Like, I didn't know that Versace was Versace. Versace? Yeah, I thought it was Versace, yeah. Showgirls. She says that in Showgirls. That's what she Does she say that in Showgirls? Yeah, she thinks it's called oh. Versace in Showgirls. <laughs> Does she? That's brilliant. I have no idea. <laughs> And I've still never seen Showgirls, actually. Oh, um, well, that is a film you've got to watch. Well, I do love Verhoeven as well, oh, but it, it's, it's, so it's not good. one of them that you can just 
rent out and feel normal about renting <laughs> no, it out, you, you know what I mean? You can't watch it with the wife, because uh, no. it's really well. awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Having said that, it's not sexy at all, it's just hilarious. <laughs> really? Because <laughs> I, I remember being a teenager and the uh, local video shop had a big, you know, like, poster up and, like, being like, flipping it, it wasn't ready, whoa! <laughs> Jeez, Louise! Uh, anyway, moving swiftly on. Um, yes, where do I oh, well, Please, can I talk about Bin Laden now? It's the funniest no, not thing. Yet. No, not yet. Not yet. Ages yet. We've got ages, we? ages yet. Literally. So we've got to oh. go on to what a massive sellout that Connor has been, that all of his uh, new album is going to be pumped out through home appliances like dishwashers and fridges <laughs> and freezers, which is a brilliant riff on the... Remember when you 2 dropped their album onto everybody's iTunes yeah. without telling anybody yeah. and everyone was fuming about it? Because you couldn't delete I it certainly was. You couldn't get it off. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck off, Bono. Get out of my iPod. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I'd totally forgotten about that. But again, it's, it's that, again, very loving, but very direct hit, isn't it, on celebrities selling themselves in any which possible way that they can. Yeah. Um, and I like how they didn't just do, you know, they made quite a few obvious nods to social media, but it was not just all totally social media reliant. You know, the gags about yeah, yeah. posting stuff all the time. And all yeah, that kind his, of stuff. his diary, his like confessions where he's just like, <laughs> yeah. just jerked it off, feeling quite mellow. That's <laughs> <laughs> not acceptable. It's just, oh, yeah. I, you know, the, the humour is, let's be honest, you know, it is quite sort of basic and... I think it's immature, isn't immature. it? It's, it's, it's immature. Yeah. It's delivered, but that's not a bad thing. No, like, I, there's a reason that toilet humour is funny. Not everything has to be sophisticated. Exactly. There's but, a reason why this is funny. And it's not like, the, the jokes are actually, like, well-worked and well-timed. It's not just, they're not just stood there saying, you know... yeah. They are good jokes. Like one of the best ones is when they're interviewing um, Akiva Schaefer, who's the the, the guy uh, Lawrence who left oh, the, yeah. the group quite acrimoniously. Acrimoniously, that's the word I was looking for, Rob. Thanks. Um, and he's moved to a farm, uh, which you can tell he doesn't really like, but he's doing it just to like save face. And uh, he's <laughs> he's talking about it. He's like, oh. It's it's like when um it's like a tricycle, you know, you take away one wheel, what have you got? Nothing. <laughs> and then he realizes what he said and he goes, No, you get a bike, don't you? No, you don't use that. Take that out. <laughs> <laughs> like that is a really good joke. That's a really it is, good it's it a is. really good joke. There's a little bit of a metaphor for us three here, boys. You know, um three dudes, you know, who have been mates for a long time doing something that they love. Well, oh. which one's going to leave uh, in anger? Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> I'd work on a No, farm. no. <laughs> My money's on me. <laughs> Getting sick of it. I'm sick. Rob, I'm sick of the Seagal references. <laughs> you know, I am struggling to shoehorn in a Van Damme reference. I, I was just thinking that. Where, how oh, are we? Did anyone wear denim? <laughs> are there no crisp Tims in this? No, there was no um, snakes being punched or anything like that. You know, I am struggling. Right, that's that'll do. That's enough. There we go. <laughs> okay, okay. We've spoken about the great man. <laughs> that's enough <laughs> to know that he was in our thoughts. I assume he listened. James, just just the fact that you called him the great man will do for me. I, he is a great man. He, I know, but not enough people appreciate that. <laughs> anyway, 
Um, yeah, they, so we've got Connor who is, um, well, he's, they've got an album launch and it's a total disaster because he causes a blackout, doesn't he? Yeah, because of all of his appliances playing his album simultaneously. <laughs> And it starts with that really catchy, you know, when you open up an oven, like, it, 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 oh, oh, like, it, it, it. I just, because I've, my, my kids just don't know what's wrong with me. Like, Daddy, what, why, what are you doing? You know, it's in between doing that, trying to sing any of the Bin Laden song, but you can't because none of it's appropriate. And um, doing the noise, you know, at the end, <laughs> not the end, but you know, um, Owen's helmet. <laughs> it's the, the war of the world's aliens. <laughs> I can't. So nice. Nice to do. Um, and then, oh, where are we up to? Um, who, all right, I haven't looked this up, but who played their manager? I love that guy. Tim Meadows. Tim uh, Meadows, thank yeah, you. Harry. He's really good in this, isn't he? Again, he is really a lovable nice. guy. You just like, you're really just oh. like, oh, I really like this guy. <laughs> He is. He's got our lovable, uh, sorry, genuine eyes trophy locked up for the time being. Uh, he's stolen it from Michael Vartan, in because uh, he he is one earnest looking, lovely man. And is he is he Saturday Night Live alumni like? Oh, I don't know. Andy Samberg is. Um, I don't know to be honest. Probably not. I don't know. Um, yeah, he's 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 really great. I've definitely seen him in other stuff, and he does a lot of voice work as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, he's he is good in this, isn't he? He is. Yeah, he, he was in really Saturday Night yeah. Live in the. Oh right, was 90, he ninety one cool. to two thousand? Uh, he also did a wow. He did a Michael Jackson skit. So uh... <laughs> woof. Ooh, controversial. Yeah, controversial. Time to time to head straight over to YouTube immediately after <laughs> this record to see what went on there. Um, I think now we're at the moment where where you wanted to get to, Rob. So the tour starts, and we hear. One of the most beautiful love songs we've ever heard, ever. It and I think is... you should take us through it line by line, to be honest. I <laughs> well, I can't be doing that. It is... Finest girl I ever met in my whole life. But oh, again, been... starts like a really good R&B pop song. Like, what, what do you mean, starts? <laughs> <laughs> Start to finish, this is an absolute banger. Um, but um, it's about a girl asking to be... Um, seduced in the style of the SEAL team that executed Osama Bin Laden. Um, you know, you try taking that into a meeting and pitching that. <laughs> the, but, right, the, the production values, the voice, the... The Spanish like, guitar. The Spanish guitar at the start. <laughs> Honestly, if this was, if this had different lyrics, it would be in my top, you know, 15 songs of all time, possibly. I don't know. No, it's just in the top three. <laughs> No, you know, conservatively, top 20, top 20. Uh, no, it, it's brilliant. It's everything I love in one go. It's just, it just so happens to be about <laughs> Bin Laden. <laughs> and, and, but all the little notes on stage. Oh, please, James, help me out here, because I'm Yeah, I'm basically, the, the, the concept of the song is that uh, Conor Farrell has met a girl at a nightclub who is sexually aroused by the idea of... <laughs> of him having sex with her in the style of when Osama Bin Laden was assassinated by SEAL Team 6. <laughs> so the song starts out... So here's a couple of lines. 
She oh. she was a freaky kind of girl. Kept uh, kept up with current events from all around the world. More specifically, one event: the time Osama bin Laden got shot in the head. She said, "Do me like that," but I couldn't track the metaphor. That said, I could see you horny like a stegosaur. That said, request is so irregular. She put on a beard. I started looking at the exit door. <laughs> That's, I mean, the subject matter, Holy yeah. like a stegosaur. But that is, this is genius. It's complete genius. And, then, and he goes on to say, like, invade my cave with your special yeah. unit. Then a turban, then a tunic. She said, invade my cave like a special unit. <laughs> I said it wasn't good. in a cave, but there was no stopping. <laughs> <laughs> It's not acceptable, but it's such a good song. Terrorise that pussy. No, no. And the graphics over, you know, on the screen behind on the stage. With the USA flag flying everywhere. It, yeah, it, with uh, Owen, his uh, DJ, just egging the crowd on in the background. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely brilliant. I, I can't it's tell so you. What is your favourite line from that song? Um, I think it's it's the opening bars. I think of the you know <laughs> my favourite bit and the the sheer love of you know when Connor gets on the mic for the first time like his voice and then but then I I love also you know when um, the beat drops and the sort of the bikini clad camo girls come out from the side and they're all doing salutes and dancing while the the beat is dropping. It's so good. Uh, I, I, there's so much. Oh, when when she the girl in question has a a beard and. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my favourite part is so I did it improvised some crazy shit SEAL Team 69 executing the hit she said now you've finished me off throw my body in the ocean (laughs) I yelled Geronimo and took some pictures for posting (laughs) then he received a call from us uh, from uh, uh, President Obama (laughs) asking for the deets in the White House garden (laughs) I missed all that I didn't hear it because it's all total genius. Oh, it's oh. so so funny. Because <laughs> it's been no seriously, it's, it's on my you know it. It's probably the first thing I listen to every morning when I start working, and the last thing at night at the minute. <laughs> it's got so out of hand. It could easily go on a playlist of like just with normal songs, couldn't it? Just, it could. Then, so you know, but then when you're in company that doesn't you know doesn't know you very well or whatever, well, and then yeah. they catch that, you know, like. What? Sorry, what was that? <laughs> it does what come out of say? nowhere, though, doesn't it? Like, as I it say, it starts does, off yeah. really nice with the Spanish guitar and like the dancer comes in. And then as soon as that first Bin Laden lie comes in, you're just like, sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, you're laughing out loud straight away, aren't you? <laughs> is that three, four, five? How many laugh out louds? We oh, we've done it already, so I think. We've done it already. So, so this is a comedy. <laughs> do we go to the Mona Lisa song straight after this? Or oh, like, is that do soon after? <laughs> It's quite soon after, yeah. yeah. Mona Mona Lisa, you're an overrated piece of shit. (laughs) I don't know about about you guys, but the Garbage Pail Kid reference. Looks like a Garbage garbage Pail Kid! Absolutely lost it. I mean, this is besmirching high art. It's so funny. Well, it obviously doesn't think it's high art. Beyonce would not be happy with this. She she is a big fan of the old Mona Lisa. Is she? Well, she did a video in front of it where her and uh, her and Jay Z were in the Louvre, 
and uh, oh, well, they did I a really video. hope no, they did that, a video that, that and, and a there's, a, there's a shot where they're just stood because they shut down the Louvre which is amazing and they're just stood <sighs> in front of the Mona Lisa while the camera tracks back and they're just stood there just like stern face just like oh it's great see that's and that's that um ott self-aggrandizement that this is braggadocious yeah taking square aim at isn't it good they deserve that (laughs) Mm. um but it's at this point where he's performing the mona lisa song that we find that the concert hasn't sold out it's an eighteen thousand seat arena but he's only sold fifteen thousand. so they decide to bring an opening act on called hunter the hungry and he's an absolute (laughs) psycho (laughs) yeah i i mean you know i know i'm I was caught red-handed sneaking looks at the IMDb trivia page the other week <laughs> on the quiz, James. Mm-hmm. But when I watched this, I was like, this guy's definitely Tyler, the creator from um, Odd Future. And then uh, 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 according, I looked at the IMDb and, yeah. I, and I was like, yes, my hunch was correct. Like, yes, he's, he's a parody this, of that, definitely. Yeah, yeah, so he's just like this young, very talented, but very like, you know, unpredictable mm. wildfire um, who's super popular with the kids. Um, I remember uh, the example of that in real life with Tyler, the, the creator, was he was in London uh, a couple of months ago and he uh, sent out this tweet saying, um, I've, you know, I've got a secret gig. Check in me within eight hours. I'll tell you where it is. And then he just said Peckham. And then Peckham shut down because the roads were just full of thousands of kids rocked up. Well, really? I say kids, people my age rocked up as well. Wow. Peckham was absolutely nuts. Um, and they had to cancel the gig because the police were like, yeah, no chance, mate. You can't have this gig going on <laughs> with all these people. trying." It was in the bussy building in Peckham. Um, superb venue. I absolutely love that. But yeah, that was uh, that. So I thought he was a good, a really good character, this Hunter. Yeah. Hunter guy. Yeah. He's very good. And very well played as well. Um, yeah. Who played him? I... I, I, I haven't got a clue. I don't know of his name. I, I loved it. His voice was like a, an amalgamation of the, uh, the game and DMX. Yeah, DMX. He's got like proper <laughs> rough... heavy DMX yeah. vibe. Because that um that his the main song that they keep calling back that is another absolute tune. Mm. Good grief! Yeah, there's more dinosaur references in that as well, isn't there? Always, always <laughs> makes a man happy. Um, so the guy who plays Hunter the Hungry is Chris Red, who is a Saturday Night Live alumni as well and also was in this movie otherwise we won't be talking about him yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> awesome well no big shout out chris red yeah yeah he is really really great um but i think again this being another actor from saturday night live i don't know about you guys i i never really i don't have no idea is it because we're english we have no real yeah of... i think it's a cultural difference this one definitely for yeah sure. we just get we just end up looking up the skits on youtube yeah 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 People like Dan Aykroyd and you, Bill was Bill yeah. Murray on Saturday Night Live. And, I think uh, he was, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah Chevy yeah, Chase was, yeah. and um... we, we we only get them from their movies, and then it's a it's a, sort of like retrospectively looking back on their Saturday yeah. Night Live stuff, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. There are some really good gags on there on SNL, um, but I, I particularly like going back and looking at you know their attempts not to laugh during skits is my favorite <laughs> you know thing to yeah. watch of theirs on YouTube. <laughs> Well, I think it's probably Andy Samberg who got me into Saturday Night Live in terms of like actively looking for the skits because he did yeah. a brilliant one when he was a cast member on there. 
Uh, his Mark Wahlberg talks to animals skit is one of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever seen because he looks nothing like Mark Wahlberg and he talks nothing like Mark Wahlberg, but he gets an <laughs> essence of him, which is so right. spot on, right? That you're just like, oh, right, he's doing Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> right. And the best thing about it is that Wahlberg was really not happy with it at all. <laughs> really? Brilliant. Of course he was Brilliant. Go make Daddy's Home 3. <laughs> I like the first one. <laughs> Again, just to like extend on that, James, where you're saying Sandberg made you look at SNL skits, he was probably the only one I knew from SNL before he got famous because of the SNL yeah. shorts they did, as the Lonely Island as well. You know, jizz on my pants and dick in a box <laughs> and all that. I'm on just, a boat, which is I'm a real boat, banger just... of a tune. <laughs> oh, Welcome back to the podcast, T-Pain. Like a boss yeah. is just unbelievable. I just had sex with Akon. That's not the title, though. It's featuring Akon. <laughs> what a confession. You know, like from Imagine. the radio this week, a, a stunning confession from James this week. I just had sex. The Mother's Day one was good. Uh, the three-way one. It's okay um, in a three-way. That's the one. It's that's, not gay in a three-way. Threw it on the ground is good. Yeah. <laughs> Threw it on the ground. <laughs> I'm an adult. <laughs> so many good songs they've done, though. That's, that's well, they've got four, four albums plus this yeah. soundtrack. They don't even count this as one of their albums. Really? <laughs> like, yeah. I just think they're brilliant. I think it says a lot yeah. about my humour that I really love this sort of humour. It just... It it tickles me pink. Well, but if you like, you you sort of like you, you yes. well produced music R and B stuff, and you like uh, and you know R and B hip hop, and you like um, this kind of humour. The Lonely Island is going to tick all them boxes. Yeah, yeah, dead easy, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> so back to the plot of the movie. Yeah, so. yeah, just rambled for a while. Um, so Hunter uh, Hunter the Hungry comes on. The tour continues to go poorly. No, it picks up though, doesn't it? The tour picks up because he's yeah, but not because of him. Yeah, he's out. yeah, 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 yeah. He's Hunter's... getting less and less attention. Yeah, it's because of Hunter, isn't it? That everyone's coming to watch Hunter basically, and not Connor for real. When then it starts off like Connor really likes him to begin with, which puts Owen out of whack as well. Yeah. So he gets a bit left out. Yeah, and then there's a yeah. big scandal at one of the shows where there's a. Uh, to sort of boost uh, the stage show, uh, Connor starts doing on uh, on stage um, magic tricks like Earthwind and Fire used to do. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah, and it goes really wrong, and he ends up with a with his cock and balls tucked between his <laughs> between his legs, totally naked. And to draw attention away from that, he decides to propose to his girlfriend. <laughs> In front of the media, oh. which goes about as well as you would expect, <laughs> and one of the funniest scenes. In the it's film. another brilliant song as well, and another uh, great uh, cameo, like unexpected yeah. seal cameo. Uh, <laughs> seal. And because it's it's so incisive at celebrities that pull these stunts, isn't it? For yes, you know, yeah. it's so good. The proposing in front of the media. His girlfriend said. Something that she had a dream about some wolves. So there's wolves present and then the seal singing the song. Yeah. And what happens is that uh, seal singing actually aggravates the wolves <laughs> and they get loose <laughs> and attack the, the the congregation at the proposal. And uh, yeah, all hell breaks loose and uh, they run for the car. And escape. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a really good chance to shout out the superb naming of his girlfriend's 
um, Imogen Poots plays her. She's called Ashley Wednesday, which I think's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that's really funny. Why? Ash Wednesday. Oh! <laughs> Come on, Rob, step your pun game up. <laughs> I, just, I take everything so literally. literally like, Ashley. Ashley. I, yep. I, I think maybe Ash Wednesday always sticks really vividly in my head because when I was at school, it was so religious, my school, and they made a massive point of Ash Wednesday, like more so than any other day in the Christian <laughs> calendar. Forget Christmas, it's Ash Wednesday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and you have, to, you have to walk around with an ash cross on your forehead for like the whole day. Just like, wow. for God's sake. Um, so yeah, I, I really laughed at the basic joke of Ashley Wednesday. <laughs> Then um, Seal gets injured mortally. Uh, not before telling us the origin of the scars, though, which were caused by wolves. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, fucking wolves. How do you think I got these scars, which is really funny. It's very good, that. But I've got a, I've got a bit of a tasteless trivia here from the IMDb. Oh. So in this movie, Seal says he got the scars on his face from wolves. In real life, he got the scars from lupus and autoimmune disease. The scientific name for wolves is Canis lupus. Oh. Mm. Again, clever. Oh, Was deep. that intentional? Was that intentional or That's completely, not intentional. completely accidental? <laughs> I I think it was just like, can uh, Seal, do you want to be in, do a cameo in the movie? Can we say that you got your scars from being mauled by wolves as a child? Because <laughs> lupus was always... Like the cause in House, wasn't it? You know the TV oh, show House. Yeah. It was always, um, always, always it's lupus. lupus. Yeah, always I re- lupus. Really enjoyed House, but that was the reason why I gave up with it because it's off. It's fucking lupus again. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's always lupus. I think. I think I see another T-shirt design, boys. There. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, this is like the proper slide of Connor's, um, well, life and career, isn't it? Like, um, he yeah. falls out with his manager. Um, he splits ways with Hunter. Owen falls out with yeah, him as well. Yeah, that memorable scene with the pancakes. <laughs> Which he calls flapjacks, but they're pancakes, they are pancakes aren't yeah. they? They're, they're yeah. definitely pancakes. In that um, segment as well, um, sorry, we should really say that... To, this is a test Connor is, um, has concocted to find out who um, he can really trust. So he fills these um, pancakes with dog feces <laughs> and feeds them to his friends. And the ones that say it's horrible, he obviously feels he can trust. But if the ones just say, oh, these are really good, he's obviously like, well, they can't. But So they all fall out about it. Um, and then at the end of the table, there's a woman eating them. <laughs> Just pleasantly, yeah. just a random woman just scoffing him down, and he looks, he looks right down the camera and does like a little frown, like. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> he does a David Brent, basically. Yeah, yeah, he did properly Brent's it, doesn't he? Yeah, and it's, it's a bit, yeah. I, Again, I love it because again, it was another. Um, I was just really silly, and I liked it for that. Yeah, yeah it's really funny, silly. Yeah. From this, Owen tries to get them back together, doesn't he? With. Um, Lawrence. Yeah. So he tries to set up a, and he references the parent trap as his inspiration. Yeah, as a super obscure old movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so where he he tricks them both into saying, "Well, they're both going to, you know, he's going to apologize to you, and you know, he's going to to get them together," and they meet in a limo after a gig. <gasps> <laughs> 
again, this is laugh number, what, like 35 <laughs> So oh, they're talking, yeah. and while, while they're talking, a lady re- re- reveals her, her breasts to the window and it's like, side, side, my, side my tits, Connor, side, side my tits. And then he looks away and he's talking and pointing and saying how this is what being famous is, that you've got to... You know, you women revealing their breasts to you all the time and blah, blah, blah. But in the interim, while he's talking, a man swaps his way in and just gets his cock and balls off. Oh, <laughs> and one of the best pieces of physical comedy I've ever seen is Andy Samberg trying to sign up because he can't back down now, like... He said, "This is what you do when you're famous. You sign people's private parts, basically." And the guy puts his cock through the, through the window, and he's got like a like a wet wipe on the guy's bell end, <laughs> like a sharpie trying to write on his on his cock. And the face is pulling a it's so funny and then, because usually I think like because I've seen this in another film where it's like a, a dick on a window and it's clearly a prosthetic but this one it's an arch it, it, oh no yeah it, it has to be real it has to be real <laughs> and the guy's just that that, that casual like really big fan man really really, really like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then his, his his fiance comes in and goes that's my fiance's penis <laughs> Oh, it's so funny. It's very good. But I mean, it, the whole, um, well, at that stage, the parent trap plan doesn't work. and Doesn't work, no. No, and they they get it. Well, uh, Lawrence gets out of the car, goes back to the farm, and Connor goes properly off the deep end, doesn't he? He ends up like, well, um, it, it starts with the turtle dying. <laughs> Maximus, have a bit of respect for the dead. I I am in, in tears when you know the little noise like ah, ah, from somewhere in the house. Ah, ah. This is like his beloved turtle, Maximus, and he goes upstairs and it's. It doesn't. a turtle throwing up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like properly, like uh, Team America back alley throwing up, like <laughs> just blowing chunks. Uh, it's um, and Maximus dies, <laughs> and then there's a funeral, <laughs> like a Valhalla funeral for him in the pool out the back, while he sings Coolio. Ah. Yeah, and uh, I mean it is. He, he sends a firework into Max's floating body, which ignites the whole thing up. Um, and he's then off the deep end. Um, and he has mm-hmm. to go and uh, he goes back home to Sacramento. I think that's where he was from originally. Is on a, just a massive pity bender. Yeah. Well, he's house sitting for his mum and selling terrible drawings of horses <laughs> on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, the, the, oh, gosh, that is funny as well. When when he first... <laughs> when he gets into dressers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and um, Sarah Silverman shows up. Uh, Paula. Paula? 
Paul. Who has been in it previously. Like, she has, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, she comes out. She's his PR manager, publicist, something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she convinces him to... Oh, gosh, this is another laugh-out-loud bit. It really is. The costume. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, so she goes to... Oh. She tricks him into going to see Owen, who's playing a gig, and he can't sing, but he's a badass DJ. Yeah. And he goes to see him, but uh, <laughs> Connor for real decides that he can't go outside with power in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a proper Groucho Marx. Prosthetic <laughs> 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 that he puts. <laughs> it, it's... It's one of the like I spent most of the time like I couldn't really focus on what they were saying throughout the just looking at that face like what it's because it's got an elongated chin a massive nose and really big black curtains. <laughs> but when he when he meets Owen and he talks to Owen and Owen's like, "You look like Jason Siegel." <laughs> And he's like, oh yeah, in that movie, forgetting Sarah Marshall. Like, oh yeah, that's a good movie. He's like, yeah, he just needs to forget it. <laughs> that's such a good line. <laughs> I really like that. Um, Jorma got way much more to do in this film than he usually does. In you know, like lots of the other yeah. stuff they do together. Oh. Well, he's a co-director. Yeah, as well he, on yeah, this one yeah. Too. No, I just because I, 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 I like his. Um, Comic timing as well. I think he's Jordan, great. Yeah, think yeah he's it's really good. Yeah, good. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's like super likable and innocent. Yeah, and then yeah. The are, yeah. Uh, and then they end up at, um, sort of reforming the two, or making friends again, and then going back to the farm to try and hook up with Lawrence and get the essentially to get the style yeah. boys back together. Um, and and they decide to reform, don't they? I mean, we can sort they of glaze over this, but because now we get into like sort of formulaic. Oh, right, it's a movie now, and we have to start. Yeah, that's up, right. right. And it's not just uh, gag after gag after gag. Even though the gags are still coming, and they're still coming thick and fast, yeah. and they're still hitting and landing all the time. Um, but yeah, they end up uh, kind of get while they're working on a new song together. We find out that um, Lawrence is a um, you know a weed farmer, <laughs> <laughs> and they they um, they bond over you know that. Uh, and then uh, they end up, um, Connor gets a, an offer to perform at the Poppies, uh, which is a massive, you know, like industry special, a bit like the VMAs or something like that. It's a Grammys, isn't it? It's a Grammys. Is it the Grammys? Grammys right, it? okay. Um, and <laughs> they obviously couldn't clear that. No, yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, yeah, so they call, uh, he says, I'll only do it, you know, if I've got the, the style boys with me. And it's like, it's because I, I found this like quite um, really feel good, this bit, actually. I liked it, you know. Yeah. I just, it was harmless, despite all the jokes. <laughs> it was harmless, happy fun, you know, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, and, um, yeah, it leads to one of the great concert moments in in film I can remember, I think. I just think this bit nails the whole Grammys thing so well. Yeah. Because, you know, when like the, anyone does a song at the Grammys, it, you know, because pop music's quite self-indulgent. I mean, it always has been, but oh, now yeah, it's yeah. so self-indulgent. Yeah. So basically he gets told that he's only got three minutes rather than the 10 or whatever it was. So he can only do one song. Yeah. And it's either one of his own songs or the Style Boy songs. And then he starts performing one of his own songs. He starts performing F. He does, yeah. Does. <laughs> like a, a gorgeous a cappella version. Yeah. And then, you know, where, where he ends the line and he's like, I'm a style boy. And yeah. you're just like, you can just imagine, like... And you could handpick any of the, you know, just just 
a lucky dip of any of the pop stars going around now, yeah. they would do something like that. They just definitely yeah. would. Yeah, but like if Beyonce was closing it and then she brought the, the, the other two yeah, man, yeah, Destiny yeah. Child yeah, down. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Completely. And I just, I just thought that nailed that sort of event so well. Just yeah, the, it did. I'm yeah. a style boy. And then the crowd go, Woo! Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's... It, but I'm genuinely feeling good at this point. You know, like genuinely enjoying it. Uh, and they come out and they sing this new song, don't they? Uh, Incredible Thoughts. Um, and they, they wheel out... Which are basically the diaries of a serial killer <laughs> to a hip-hop track. <laughs> yeah. Um, but on the chorus is Michael Bolton. Yes. Now, can I, can I just... <laughs> I adore Michael Bolton. Oh my God. I, no, that's I, our credibility gone. My, my, old, my old next door neighbour, she was called Tina. She was like, when I was a child, she used to play Michael Bolton on repeat, like one song just on oh. repeat all day. Who's th- that? <laughs> How can we be lovers oh. if we can't be friends? His voice is unbelievable. Uh, it, honestly, he. I went to see him live two years ago oh in Manchester. Oh, my God. Oh, God, it's getting <laughs> no, worse. No, seriously. I went, I, went to, I went with some people we all know as well, you know. Like, and, um, Tom Pickup. Yeah. <laughs> big shout out to the main man, Tom Pickup, and the Pickup brothers there. And my own brother. My own brother was there. Um, so, we, yeah, we met around the corner from the Apollo in Manchester. And, um, you know, we went in and, like, the demographic for Michael Bolton is really broad, like really, really broad. But is he? he w- yes. <laughs> so he, is it? He was. <laughs> is it? He what? He was. He was note perfect, faultless all night. And there was a guy behind us who just, you know, do you know the Michael Bolton song "Steel Bars"? <laughs> Every time it was between a song, he'd shout, "Play Steel Bars." <laughs> Do, do steel bars, and at the end, you know, after three encores, he, he stood up and went, "He didn't do steel bars." Who was better, Rob, Michael Bolton or Russia? No, it's actually quite close. Actually, quite close. What in this if we film could... or actually live? Uh, quite close because yeah, they're both yeah, quite the... close. Oh, God. Quite close. You must have been having like, oh, I've seen both of these. Men I live seriously in have concert. Like, like they're both um, on stage at the end of this. I film. did. I was, you know, like when I was, a, I can't remember where I was. I started a job, I think, um, and we were all talking about, you know, like how you're bonding with people, and they say like, oh yeah, who have you seen live? That kind of thing. And I listed off who I'd seen live, and the guy said. I don't know whether you just listed off the concerts you've been to or the worst musical acts of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Which is quite cutting. Anyway, a slight anecdote, if I may. I got um, approached at the bar at a Michael Bolton concert in Manchester by a cast member from um, Housewives of Cheshire. Wow. Um, and she said, um, do you want to buy a Cheshire housewife a drink? Wow. Um, oh, my yeah. God. And um, can I, would you like to, I, I think on this occasion, I was a bit of a style boy because uh, <laughs> I said, I've got my own Cheshire housewife. Thank you very much. Let, oh. Oh. And then, you know, I imagine Steel Bars behind us was loving it. Like straight in, like, I'll buy you a drink. Steel Bars. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. Oh, that's a good addict. That's a good one. A yeah, good yeah, yeah. Anecdote. Michael Bolton is amazing. That's that's the, yeah. To paraphrase, and as, mu- as much as I absolutely love Timberlake, and I think Timberlake when he's done Lo- Lonely Island stuff has oh, been yeah. absolutely hilarious. But I I was a bit disappointed with his like little cameos in this. To be honest, oh I like I yeah, kind of yeah. liked uh, what's his name. Well, I quite liked him when he was singing Mona Lisa. 
Yeah. Yeah. They told him to show. Well, it's coming to even more soprano. Not, not that joke, because then they go, leave the singing to the professionals, which is quite an obvious Yeah, joke. yeah, like, yeah. It's just him singing those lyrics while he's cutting up the <laughs> carrots. When they tell him to do it quiet, it's... and his face like... <laughs> <laughs> that is excellent, because he's good, he's good. I, I love Timberlake, but like, it, it didn't work when they were... Because the, the fish comes out, there's a, someone in a fish suit comes out and does <laughs> yeah. some like, yeah, banging yeah. vocals. Yeah. And then it cuts to Timberlake in the suit with the hat you know the head in his arm and he's going it was me it was me but you watch it he's like no it wasn't it just didn't it just wasn't you you've shot that bit with you yeah, in yeah. the you know saying it but it, it's not you yeah 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 <sighs> so that i was disappointed in that but that was the only that was the only thing yeah i think his cameo could have been um something really special couldn't it actually well, I think given his history with them as well. Yeah, uh, he could have hey, had a bigger we, role. We've, al- we've always got dick in a box. We've always yeah. got dick in a box to go back Oh, to. <laughs> do we ever? Uh, um, and yeah, it's, it's like everyone, Usher comes out, they're having a big, they're doing the donkey, what's it called? <laughs> the donkey, donkey roll. roll. That Thank was you. what made the Style Boys famous, wasn't it? Which is, <laughs> it, it's a weird joke to sort of enjoy because it didn't happen. So... You need to get the context of how big yes. it was and how massive it was for it to be that good. It works yeah. purely because it's Usher and the song's good, as always. And the da- it is pretty funny. Where they're all doing uh, yeah, the, the donkey roll. Have you, can I ask, truthfully, have you guys attempted a donkey roll personally since? I have not. Um, have you tried it with your children? I know that Rob, Rob has because he's asking that question. I'm, I'm a bit worried that I'm going to be alone here. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time tonight, Rob. <laughs> yeah, I, d- I did a donkey roll to while listening to the Bin Laden song earlier. Let's see if it could be done. Yeah. The two did things did didn't did fit together. No, yeah, didn't. it didn't fit. Didn't fit. Um, and it's yeah, they're all together and it's euphoric and it's lovely and. The Style Boys are back together, and then we're at the roll credits. The movie ends. Yeah. In and out in 86 minutes. Box oh, done. yeah. Sweet spot central. Um, so can I get a best bit from you boys? Oh, my best bits are so random. So uh, we skipped over it because it has nothing to do with the plot at all, but Bill Hader uh, is a roadie <laughs> oh my God, called yeah. Zippy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and one of his pastimes is he's really into flatlining. Yeah. <laughs> Made it's... famous by the Joel Schumacher movie. <laughs> yeah, shot by John De- Yonderbond. Yeah. I love the way he said it. I love that edition. <laughs> that was my favourite line in the That's whole brilliant. film. It's just so That's brilliant. <laughs> it's the Spencer's winter team saying, yeah, he was shot by Yonderbond. <laughs> <laughs> Is re- I totally forgot about that, but it is. Re- it could easily have been cut out and you wouldn't notice, but it's very good, isn't it? The Yastabond <laughs> They clearly had him like for an afternoon, didn't they? Just like, well, what do you want to do? Uh, oh, I had this idea. Right, well, let's just do that. It, like- and uh, Sarah Silverman also had a really good line early on when she said, we'd like to get to the point where Connor is everywhere, like oxygen or gravity or clinical depression. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, they're my two favourite nice, parts. Nice, nice. <laughs> uh, Bill, H- Bill Hader's SNL as well, isn't he? There's he just is, loads yeah, of yeah. SNL. He is, yeah. Maya Rudolph's in this as well, like SNL. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. My favourite bit is after the Mangina incident and um, <laughs> they're in the dressing room afterwards trying to like figure it out and Connor is 
trying to blame he's trying to blame Hunter. Hunter the he's trying to blame Hunter that it was him. And he's just giving him like ten years ago. Was it me? Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. It could have been me. It wasn't, but it was. <laughs> but then, and then after all that, and he he, uh, he storms off, and the manager goes, um, Harry goes, it's not news. And then as he says that, the news comes on, and it says, <laughs> it says, Man incident, and it shows it all on the news. And then it cuts back to Hunter, and he's like, oh man, the timing of that was crazy. <laughs> 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 I thought that was. Just genius, like so well written and really funny, and just well well performed by everyone. So Sandberg, Tim Meadows, and Chris Red in that little exchange. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> Favorite bit, um, the bit that had me dying so much, I nearly did my own CGI turtle vomit. Um, would be turtle vomit. I cried. <laughs> I like it. It just. It hurts. My throat hurts from laughing about it. <laughs> um, and I did, you know, rewind and watch again a few times. <laughs> um, so for your reconsideration, pop star, never stop, never stopping. James, you go first um, and then I'll go and then sigh because it was your pick. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's fun and it's really short, so it's not a taxing watch in any way. At all, you know, you'll be you'll breeze through it. I don't. Uh, we've sort of touched on it already, but I'd argue it's more of a collection of skits rather than a movie. Uh, but it gets away with it, and uh, Andy Samberg is always good fun, and there are some genuine laugh out loud moments and great songs. Uh, it's by no means a masterpiece, but uh, an easy, enjoyable watch. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, I, I echo that. Definitely reconsider this or, or give it a whirl. It's a really um, well put together, genuinely feel good film with a bunch of proper earwormy tunes that will be in your head for days and days and days. Great to see celebrities taking the mick out of themselves and it's got a high gag rate that hits and lands more often than not. And by the end concert appearance, I'm genuinely buzzing and I'm sure other people will too. Um, enjoy it for what it is. Don't stress it. Uh, you know, don't go in thinking you're going to go and find high art or Mona Lisa. <laughs> And you, you'll have well, a good... an overrated piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you're going to have a good time with this. And you'll probably spend your days humming that Bin Laden tune just like I have. Uh, what about you, Si? Well, yeah, I mean, being my pick, I obviously would say yes. I just feel it's a bit of a shame to see that it failed so much at the box office because mm. I-, I think these guys, you know, Sandberg, John Matacone and Akiva Schaefer, I think they're so funny and in a way what's really up with modern times they're not offensive they're not they don't rely on you know even though there are sort of a bit of toilet gags in there they don't rely on that and for most for the most part it's really smart humor in this disguise of you know anyone can laugh at it sort of thing it does overstates welcome after the 45 minute mark i think if we're going to be honest it you know it is a series of sketches rather than a film itself but in this modern age of Netflix where you can just sit there and stream a film and, and watch it, this is definitely in that sort of wheelhouse. Oh, yeah, it's, for sure. It's so funny. And so there's so much stuff to really like about it. The music's amazing. The production's amazing. All the performances are amazing. All the cameos are really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, just, I just really like it. I just think it's a real shame that it kind of came and went so so fast yeah similar to one of their previous movies hot rod which may yeah, get a yeah. shout out 
on, on a future episode. Yeah, I love that movie. I think these guys are great. I think anything they do, I would watch. Anything I do, I guarantee I will laugh. And I think you will too. Nice. Lovely. Lovely, lovely. Well, thank you, boys. Another, uh, that is another uh, full hit, which gives us on this cycle uh, a trio of definitely reconsider from all of us. Interesting. Um, thanks for listening. We're on Twitter at FYR Film Pod. Emails can go to reconsiderpod at gmail.com and give us some five star turtle vomit on all your usual streaming services. <laughs> 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 Say goodbye, boys. See ya. Bye bye. Bye bye. Boys, I'm serious. I am walking off this podcast if you don't take all that Michael Bolton stuff out. <laughs> I'm walking out of here right now. He is. He is a saint. The man is a saint and the voice of an angel. So, so old, though. But he's at the end, he's just really oh. frail on the things. That, oh, God, I don't want to do that. Still deeply gorgeous. Still deeply, <laughs> deeply gorgeous.